Hello there, everyone. Welcome to Digital Land Mastery, the podcast and the video cast where we teach you not only how to make money while traveling the world, but also how to have amazing relationships in marriage and family and in intercultural uh, relationships and marriages too. And we're actually here, me in Taipei, Taiwan, and we're actually here on a little mini vacation away from the kids. Our kids are actually with my wife's sister in the Philippines, and we're here. I had to do kind of a visa run because of my Filipino uh, um, tourist visa was expiring, so I was like, Taiwan is just an hour, a couple hours away, so we decided to come here, and it's our seventh anniversary, so it's like a little seventh anniversary getaway here to Taiwan. And as we're traveling, we love interviewing fellow world travelers, fellow entrepreneurs, and fellow couples. And uh, I have an amazing couple here on the show. Uh, their names are Marlon and Tina. And uh, we're going to hear a lot about their story, but they have an amazing website where uh, it's called the Arketa Family. They have a Facebook page, a YouTube channel, uh, and their whole mission is to help intercultural couples have the best relationship possible. So I'm super excited about that because I'm Indian, born in Canada, and my wife's Filipino, so I'm in an intercultural marriage as well. So I'm looking forward to their tips and advice. So uh, how are you guys doing over there in New York City, by the way? We're good, yeah, thank good. you. Thank we you. just we just got back from Florida, actually, yesterday. Yeah. No, oh, we came, we got back super late, though. It was, uh, it was a bit of a bad weather into New York, so all the flights were delayed, but we're here. Great to hear, great to hear. So before we get into the relationship and the marriage side of things, let's get to know each of you personally. So why don't we do ladies first here? Tina, why don't you do a quick introduction about who you are, and then we'll get Marlon to do a quick introduction about who he is. Okay, yeah, uh, my name is Tina, and I born and raised in China. So I went to uh, Malaysia for for the uh, first to study university, uh, and then I stayed there about six years, and then I went back to China. And during this time, I always wanted to go to US. And then uh, there's a one time I made decision I just wanted to go to US. So I quit my job, and then I bought a ticket and I jumped on the plane. So like after three years, I'm here. And I think you. Your original plan was to, to come here and study, actually, yeah. specifically New York. <laughs> yes, specifically New York. I think a lot of people have the new uh, American dream, and which I really, really in love with New York. And that's why I make the decision to come to New York. And at the beginning, I was planning to come to here to study because as you know that uh, um, the visa and everything, to come here to study is the best plan. So uh, yeah, so I make the uh, contact to school and then I make my, apply my visa. So, and then I come to here. Awesome, thank you for sharing, Tina. And uh, now let's get to Marlon's version of your story. Uh, tell us a little bit about your backstory. Yeah, so I was born and raised in El Salvador and I came here about 19 years. Actually, it's amazing, because now I've lived in the US much longer than I lived in, in my first, obviously, my home, home country. Um, and I was, I was actually very lucky, because uh, our families have put uh, papers during the Reagan era for, for uh, green cars uh, and it, it had been I don't know I think well over 10 years I think about 17 years and we got a phone call from our uh, relatives here in the US and said oh yeah you guys gotta get an interview you might get a green card and we're like what are you talking about it's, nobody knew about it um, except them so we luckily we got the we got the, the okay to travel to the US so we moved from from El Salvador uh, back in 19 October 19 
October 28th of 1998. <laughs> That's when I arrived. And uh, I came here, I started working. My mom pushed me to kind of go to school, back to school, because she wanted me to go to a university here as well. Uh, so luckily enough, I went to the university here. I studied electrical engineering. Then I got a, a job with uh, a company here in the U.S. And then uh, eventually I got my citizenship. I went for my MBA. And next thing you know, I'm here. <laughs> but uh, yeah, that's, that's, uh, that's pretty much it in a nutshell what, how I got here. And I've been very lucky to, you know, to come here in ways that are very different to some of the other ways that people come. But uh, I was very lucky and blessed, I guess, to, to be here. Uh, especially with all the opportunities that opened up up and up for me as I uh, moved to New York, but it wasn't planned. Just my family was here in New York. Uh, unlike Tina, that uh, she was really looking forward to New York City. I was just whatever, whichever place I go to. <laughs> awesome, awesome. So both of you guys' dreams came true in terms of uh, coming to the U.S. from El Salvador and then from China. And you know what? Questions coming up next: the how did we meet? story so in new york city tell us about the second dream coming true the meeting how did you guys meet okay this is the most asked version <laughs> the most asked question we have so my you, version, you can tell your version okay, first my version, is, my version is when uh we met online and we met on Cupid. and so there's a one day and uh, so i had apps and then there's a one day a guy messaged me so I found his picture on the profile picture. Um, there's a, he's traveled a lot, and then he has a, a tons of picture from Asia, from Taiwan, which where you are right now. And then I know, oh, okay, so this guy probably, yeah. So this guy probably knows a lot of Asians. So we started talking, then we met, and then, yeah, since ever, and then we started to date. Actually, it was, <laughs> it was, so yeah, it was, it was two messages on, on OkCupid, okay two messages. So the first time I messaged, and actually I had just gotten back to online dating. I had finished a relationship before, and then I said, okay, maybe it's time to start. And I really, I think at first when I when I signed back on, uh, decided to go online, I've, I think my intentions were, well, let me see what's, you know, what's out there. Let me see if I can get some dates. But, you know, this is my first try into it um, after a relationship. So I don't think it's going to work out too well. <laughs> Luckily, I, I literally was the one day I decided to message a couple of people and Tina actually didn't reply to me. But <laughs> I, I never, I never send second messages. And, you know, life has mysterious ways because... I decided to send her a second message, and on the second message, she actually replied back. And from there, uh, yeah, we met up, and uh, and actually, I only have one, no, two pictures. One was in China at the, at the Great Wall, and the other one was in Taiwan, and actually, Canton, south of Kaohsiung, um, yeah, south of that that city. Yeah, <laughs> beautiful country, by the way. <laughs> but yeah, that's uh, then we decided to meet. Awesome, awesome. Uh, thank you for sharing both sides, the his side and the her side. So tell us about, uh, you know, the meeting. Was it love at first sight? Did it take you a time to build up the friendship and then go to dating and then kind of considering whether you guys are meant for each other? Tell us about that. How did it go from the first meeting to actually realizing you guys were meant for each other? 
Well, yeah, so the first time, the first time we met at actually Time Warner Cable Columbus Circle in New York. Um, and I think when, when I, first I was, at first I was very, <laughs> I keep telling this story because I was, I wasn't, I wasn't sure that Tina was real because she only had one picture in her profile and like, the picture looked really pretty, but I think he had this filter. Um, and I just, I, something, <laughs> something told me, and she was very easy to talk to on messaging. So at first I was like, this is just to too, like it flows well, but I, I was just very skeptical at first. Like, this is too easy. And, and I, yeah, at the same time I'm thinking this girl is pretty and it just seems so easy. I, I don't know. There's something wrong here. Well, we met, and I think as soon as I saw you, I was first. The first was a sign of relief, it's like okay, she's real. <laughs> and then the second was like, oh my gosh, she's so pretty. And you were actually very easy going, and and very pleasant to talk to. And I think, I mean, looking back, um, I think I actually fell in love with us on the first time I saw you. <laughs> I know it sounds cliche, but it, it's pretty much the what happened. And then what? And what did yeah, you notice? Me, yeah, so yeah, for me, the first time I saw him, um, so it's in a big shopping mall, right? A lot of people in there and the walk around. So the first thing I noticed about him is he has very, very big <laughs> eyes. My eyes. And the thing's like, yeah, because they're so different with Asian. Because with Asian, we always have a very small or medium small size eye. And then the first thing I noticed him is like, Oh my God, he has such huge eyes. <laughs> and then that makes me start to talk to him. And actually after that, we went to, we, after we met at the mall, we went to a coffee shop thing. And now I thought, man, this girl's really cool. Then we went to a flamenco show. So I had an option number two of things were working out. And then we just kept meeting each other afterwards. Just and he's dating tips. <laughs> yeah, that's, that's the strategy. <laughs> But um, actually, uh, over, overall, after we met, our relationship turned out, well, a lot of things happened, and, and things got really bad, and actually, we kind of separated for a while, and then, and then we, I can't, actually, I traveled to Korea, just to see, my friend was studying during, um, in Korea, was doing her master's, and I said, listen, I just need to leave the U.S. for now, and I went to visit, I came back, and it's a long story, but. I thought I was never going to see Tina, and then she actually found me because we used to go, go to church together. She came back to church, and we reunited there, and we talked, and then the, I think and the rest is history. And that's the magical part that uh, we actually lost contact in the time. Yeah. We just didn't talk to each other anymore. And then uh, my mom was visiting me that time, and then I brought her to the church. And, and then as a magical, it's my, actually it's my birthday. It was so your birthday, birthday and morning. Mother's Day. Yeah, Mother's Day and Coincided. Mother's Day morning. Uh, and I went to the church. I wanted to go to the, the church to pray. And uh, and then uh, magically, I know he went to vacation, but I don't know. Like, I have no clue when he will be back and then where he was that time. Because we completely lost contact to each other. And then I went to the church. And then I, I, I'm on the way out of the church. I saw him. Actually, he called my name. Yeah. And it's like, it's like a trauma. So we met in the church. And it's actually, it's your first day back to New York, right? Yeah. Yeah. But the long, to make the long story short, a lot of people assume that we had like this magical star. It was so horrible. Oh, yeah, my God. Really and, like and, and yeah, we, we got through those issues that we had at the beginning. And then uh, 
after that, I think that's when I. I think then we we start to realize that when you um when you really like lost something, then you will realize the thing is really important. What is really important to you and to your life? Yes. Yeah, and I think at the time um we met, I I saw something in Tina that I don't think she had seen in herself. And for whatever reason, I was very obsessed about her realizing what I was seeing. And I think that's the thing that kept me, you know, after her. And, and eventually she realized that what I was saying was was not, you know, nonsense. And, and we worked things out and, and, yeah, and that's, that's what happened. And thank you for sharing because uh, you don't typically see the struggles on social media, on YouTube, on your blogs. And every relationship is going to go through the fighting, going to go through difficult times. And uh, we need to share more of that side too because then people can relate. They'll be like, oh, you know, if Marlon and Tina, they had hard times, well, so do we. And, you know, like even my, me and my wife, we fight all the time. Even today we had a fight. And it's so normal in every relationship to have fights and uh, the key is to forgive. Like, you know, you fight and you don't hold anger. You just forgive, let go, move on. And I'm so glad you mentioned the church angle too. That's actually where me and my wife actually met. We were on the greeting team, welcoming yeah. people when they came into church. So we were greeting the people coming in. <laughs> we also greeted each other. Then we started dating, fell in oh. love, and here we are married uh, seven years later. And if you want to hear my whole backstory, it's at daddyblog.com. You can find out. <laughs> love story there <laughs> so marlon and tina uh tell us about the journey to get married and now you're in a you know a committed relationship to each other tell us about that um how was the proposal and the marriage and more oh i think i should tell this part of the story because i was the one who had to get on the knee <laughs> yes, <exactly>. yeah <laughs> yeah i had um <clears throat> yeah i had a show i was producing a show here in new york city a singing show and it was a whole story about uh, different loves that we have throughout life. And in the end, the character finds the love of his life, which was Tina. So it was really a story about how I got to Tina. And I wrote the whole, the whole script and, and we produced the show in one of the clubs here in, in New York City. Um, which is and, Lady Gaga? Yeah, the same place where Lady, Lady Gaga was discovered. It's called uh, The Bitter End. Um, and basically that that my original plan was to propose at the end of the of the show but then through uh, consensus we decided not to and then we it was kind of i was a little disappointed about that decision but it was a team decision so we um so what i did was uh, we just went to a really nice restaurant at the shore that has this full city view of it's actually a 360 degree view of the city and there i was talking about and i don't remember my whole speech but i was talking about multiple things and and thanking someone during the proposal and tina <laughs> tina is so nice she thought that i was thanking all my friends that got that were there at the table and my mom and my little brother um, and she's thinking yeah you know marlon wants to thank you guys or whatever, and I'm thinking to myself, nobody's talking about them right now. I was really talking about her, but Tina has this uh, good quality of always thinking about other people. So in her mind, we were, I was giving my speech to them, and I, eventually she realized that I was actually proposing. And my decision was very, um, very simple. Now I'm doing most of the talk on this because I think uh, it was my my first decision because I I. I 
I think what I realized, and no offense, in relate, we talk about relationships, and no offense to anybody I ever dated, and I always consistently say this because I think I met a lot of good people in my life, but there was always, in my mind and in my heart, I knew there was always something that was missing, and that didn't make them bad people. And I think in today's society, a lot of people get into this mode of, if the person is not for you, oh my God, they don't see my worth. And sometimes it's not about seeing other person's worth. It's about what the other person is looking for. Sometimes it's not, you're not necessarily what they're looking for. And it's okay. That doesn't make them a, a bad person. And people left me. I left people. But I've always felt that something was missing. And I didn't know what it was. But I do, what I do know, what I did know when I met Tina and after, you know, I was... Uh, we got married. I got married when I was now. I'm still. I mean, I'm only six, seven months, um, thirty-seven years, right? So after thirty-seven years, I knew on the spot that she had what I was looking for. That whatever was missing from everybody else, Tina had. And for me, it was a very easy decision and a very easy transition. In fact, um, and then we first decided to because of all the things. It's, it's kind of. Uh, crazy to say this in this era's uh, time that we live that we kind of decided to do our civil wedding right away because of all the things and all the chatter happening in the U.S. Um, so we decided, you know what, let's just get civil day, uh, get our civil ceremony and then process because she was, again, she was on the student visa and I, I was, let's just put the, pro the papers now and get them through. Um, and I had no, no, no uh, regrets. And I was very, very clear. To me, it was a very clear decision for me and, and what she had for me. But I think it all started with um, realizing that what you give to people is more important than what you get. In other words, I think by giving, giving starts the process of getting. So I think I had it backwards in the past. I was hoping to get first. And then I'll give. And I think realizing that life works the other way and the purpose is to make people, help people become the best versions of themselves. I think that's what led me to have what I consider the best person I could ever find. That's my opinion. Tina, want to add anything? I want to give you a, a chance to share anything about the wedding or the marriage. Anything you want to add? Yeah, uh, actually, our wedding, we're planning our wedding on the uh, coming, uh, I think it will be September. And our actual civil wedding, uh, civil, uh, what's that? Yeah, the civil ceremony. Civil ceremony is on the January. And uh, we decided to make it like right, uh, right after he proposed me. And that was... It was two months. It was a month and a half. It was about a month and a half. <laughs> So yeah, so um, yeah, so um, I think because uh, we had all the things up and up and down, high and low. So it it made me to to realize he is the man that I am always been looking for, because you know it's like when when a lot of a lot of relationship happen with a very happy beginning, and then you don't know the the person that you've been dating or are going to marry, like the real personality. And when the only time that when there's a problem or there's a difficult time, you know that he is the real person that you will always be looking for. Yeah, that's the part that I know that we are the partner that for the life. 
Beautiful, beautiful. Thanks for sharing, guys. Uh, so I want to like get some advice uh, because uh, for myself, but also for other couples who are in intercultural uh, relationships, they might be dating, married, and uh, there's a different type of difficulty when you come from different cultures. You know, El Salvadorian, Chinese, living in the U.S., obviously two different cultures coming together, there's bound to be some clashing and conflict. Um, so I'd love to hear uh, kind of what have been some of your talk conflicts uh, coming from a Latin background and an Asian background. What would you say are some of the major conflicts you guys have had in your relationship because of the culture itself? I think, can, can, can I yeah, start? Yeah, well, of course. I think <laughs> for me, the biggest one is the, um, it comes to me is the biggest one is the language barrel. Barrier. Yeah, Barrett. I think because I've been here about three years, so a lot of like very uh, native like uh, English, I'm still uh, learning the pro I'm still learning the process. So like like the English I've been learning before is like pure standard like Asian Asian English. So when it comes to New York, it's a lot of like cultural stuff. But, uh, like comes into the language so I think this is the thing that I've been the biggest challenge for me because sometimes we uh, we communicate right so there's a like some sort of misunderstanding du uh, during our communication so that is the biggest thing for me yeah as always for me it's um, yeah communication has been a couple of times that some of the some of the fights that we had was something <laughs> that Tina said that she meant something but in reality it was something else <laughs> yeah. and 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 i well i think there's a couple of things there's communication language barrier so again like astina said she's uh she's been in the u.s for three years and before she learned english in malaysia and china uh so a lot of the influence that she has in some of the ways she talks is based upon either movies or youtube or things that let's just and, and we talk about this all the all time the is time. a lot of the things the way people talk on, on on social media is not necessarily the way that you either want to talk or necessarily the way most people speak uh the other thing on top of that we have new york slang there's a lot of words and, and even just english slang or words that she's still learning but the, the biggest thing was the language barrier and the other side of the coin is is just communication in general i think Chinese, uh, obviously, we all come from different cultures, but I noticed that she thinks uh, very differently than I do sometimes. It's, I want to say, a wiser type of thinking. Uh, it's like things are very processed, and sometimes she comes out with angles of things, and I guess that, that's, that's good and that's bad. It took me a while to get used to it. Um, but that, that's about it. I mean, as far as food and things like that and culture, I think... I think the biggest struggle for 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 anyone is to get for especially for Hispanic culture is to get I want to have to say it I don't want to piss somebody off but it's to get your mom to like whoever you bring home <laughs> because I think for Latin moms nobody is it will ever be good for their for their uh, for their kids but surprisingly enough my mom loves Tina so that that worked out. <laughs> No, I mean, that's uh, quite normal, right? You want to make sure that the parents love the kids and they accept each other and all that. So it's quite normal. So no no offense uh, taken there. Uh, thanks for sharing, uh, you know, those kind of communication barriers because that 
communication is going to be a problem no matter what. But of course, you guys are like Spanish background, Mandarin background, and you guys communicate fully in English, right? Yeah, yeah. yeah we are. So tell us about uh, what, what have you guys learned from your relationship in terms of your different cultures? Are you guys learning about each other's food, about each other's language? Have you guys visited each other's? Like, have you been to El Salvador? Have you been in China? Have you guys, uh, you know, incorporated both your cultures into your marriage somehow? Tell us about that part of your relationship. I think we do that a lot. Yeah, yeah. I think this is the best part of our, uh, our, our marriage and relationship is we are very open-minded that we adapt the, the best with each other's cultural. Like, uh, he went to China a couple of times before he met me. Yeah, right? I've been to China a couple of times. Yeah, I've been the, to Taiwan, the Philippines, uh, Thailand, a whole bunch of countries. I can't yeah, even recall. And he, uh, he can speak, uh, he speaks Chinese really well. But at immediate level, and actually it's fading away because of the lack of practice, because uh, we're kind of trying to focus on speaking English. Yeah. But um, yeah, I mean, the, 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 the mix is, uh, actually, she, I haven't been to China with Tina, so I'm looking really, really excited to do that, really looking forward. I met her mom again. We met. We were at church when we reunited, um, and she's a she's a really wonderful lady. And I'm looking forward to meet her whole family over there. Um, and again, once this thing gets approved, that we'll go to China. Um, but we, I took Tina to El Salvador twice already. I used to not. I I, I went back to. I think I went back to El Salvador in 2012 after many years. I had not been back. And from, from 2012 till now, I've been sort of going once or twice a year to visit. I still have friends from childhood, which I found back through Facebook. Um, so we, I took her twice, and you can share yeah, your love, opinion of El Salvador. I love everything in El Salvador. And, and it turns like I love all of the kind of food in El Salvador. And I always, I'm always i the one always say, oh, Marlon, we should go to eat pupusa, which is the most famous food in, in El Salvador. Like, I'm the biggest fan um, for pupusa. Instead, um, his mom brought us the, uh, the pupusa last time because she knows that I love pupusa, which I'm really blessed about that. <laughs> and yeah, and then he always the one that he told me Tina let's go to eat Chinese food and we're we're actually going to eat Chinese food almost every single week right and you and when the way we Chinese cook food. at home also so we kind of mix everything yes. I mean uh, and I also take Tina to New York we have the, the um, yeah in Queens so there's a lot of Latin people all over the city but in Queens there's a lot of different restaurants from different Latin countries so I kind of try to take Tina once in a while to different things like the Colombian, Argentina, Peruvian food. Um, cause, because a lot of people assume that Latin America is very similar. And it, we are have you know similarities, but we are so diverse and the food is sometimes drastically different. Um, Mexican too, we, oh, we, we, we... Just made the video. Yeah, we were in Mexico City actually. Yeah. <laughs> I took you to eat tacos. <laughs> Um, and I love, I love Chinese food. I mean, the Chinese, real Chinese food, it's unbelievable. I think one of the best um, cuisines in the world. Yeah, he has more, more passion of Chinese food more than me. Yeah, it's, it's very complex. It's, uh, 
Taiwan to now that you're in Taiwan. I mean, I'm sure you enjoy the food and, and went out the the night markets are on in on surreal. <laughs> but yeah, that that uh, that's what we do. Yeah, no, I mean, uh, here in Taiwan, it's so hard uh, to keep your diet and uh, not eat like crazy because there's so much delicious food. Uh, everywhere you go, you're just like, I want that, I want that, I want that. I'm full, but I want that. <laughs> so it is uh, such amazing food here. Uh, <laughs> yes, it's, it's very hard to say no. I have a question. I'm curious that uh, how do you and your wife, like, um, when you just get married or, like, are you have like do you guys have any conflicts or like difficulty when it comes to food because i understand the indian food and the filipino food are very very different and you guys live in canada so the food has got to be like very different right yeah, no, I mean, thanks for bringing that up. Uh, uh, because my parents are both in Vancouver, my wife gets to hang around with my parents and she's learned from my mom <laughs> all about the Indian cooking and like uh, what, because I grew up kind of with like Indian and Canadian fusion cooking. So my wife is an amazing cook, by the way. So I'm really blessed, you know, uh, the way to a man's heart is through the stomach, as they say. So I'm a blessed man and uh, I love the Filipino food. Uh, for the last few months, we've actually been based in the Philippines because my wife, wants to spend time with her family because her mom and dad are in the Philippines. So we're, we're trying to incorporate both our cultures into our marriage and especially for our kids because our kids are mixed, right? Our kids are Indian, Filipino, but born in Canada. So we want to teach them about their ethnic heritage. We, uh, that's why now we're spending some time in the Philippines and we want to take them to India. We haven't done that yet, uh, so, but we want to take them there. And so then they will have a much stronger identity knowing that they're Canadian born, but their parental roots are Indian and Filipino. So it's very important uh, to incorporate both our uh, cultures into our marriage and into our family as well. So thanks that's for asking. Interesting. Yeah. That's, that's so interesting, yeah. Yeah, so I'm curious to know about your um, documentation. So you guys have started uh, your website, your YouTube channel, your Facebook page, Facebook group. So obviously you guys are quite passionate uh, about this topic, about intercultural relationships and also helping other couples that are in similar situations like you guys are or like me and my wife are. So tell us about that. How did you guys get started in terms of the online marketing and online uh, branding and the blog? Yeah, I think, uh, um, well, it's a, it's a short story. Um, it started with the idea that, um, well, first I wanted to do something online. I think uh, I have a very, uh, you know, I, I'm very blessed to have uh, a good career, but I wanted to do something more than just my career. And I wanted to get uh, online, especially after seeing like people like yourself, uh, even uh People in different niche markets uh, doing different things online and seeing that people are monetizing their passions because it really comes down to that and seeing that these people are doing what they want to do and, and although it's sometimes it may seem like it's all fun, but I know it's, it's a lot of hard work, but it's a lot of hard work and something that you love to do. And I've, I, again, and I started with that idea for many years, I've been contemplating the idea of doing something online I started doing something in the past uh, it worked for a little while but then I think uh, I, I blame myself but I think I didn't have maybe in the experience or the, enough support on my side um, for it to work out long term and then I think when we first met uh, not before, after we got married yes, actually, Tina suggested 
to start a YouTube channel because she kept telling, she kept hearing about me saying we should do some, I want to do something online. So, so then she said, well, why don't you start a YouTube channel? And from there we started, I started a YouTube channel on personal development and sharing some of my experiences um, and, and the way I've developed over the years. Um, I think I, I, I think I have a lot to share with the world. And I think that's the passion. That's the thing that drives me. Um, and eventually Tina wanted to kind of be, I think you wanted to be separate, separated first from it. And then I don't know how you decided, oh, maybe we can do something together. And then I said, yeah, but you, and I think. Because we always get the question. A lot of people ask our, ask the question, like how you guys like met and then how's your marriage and then your life you guys always seem to have a lot of things to do and you guys living in new york city like uh everybody's dreams and then how do you guys do it so then we start to think maybe we should share our lives and sharing our tips and tricks that uh, can help people and i think it was yeah i think that's when i started thinking well i think at first i wanted tina to lead the pack yeah <laughs> I, I figure, oh, you know, I think a lot of uh, social media, I think women are, have an easier, I don't know if it's easier, but they attract a lot of attention. So I figure at first, maybe this is a wrong, this is a wrong perception, but that was my perception at first. And I said, oh, you know, you lead the thing and this is more like about you. And I'm kind of just in there as part of whatever you're doing. And, and I think that was then I realized it's probably it's it's the the way to go is just us and share our story and share our our, our, our passions and and the way we met and then I, I don't know I think along, the way, along the way we kind of figure out that what it was it was we're trying to find oh what what do we share what do we share when in reality what we had what we wanted to share is our story yeah. <laughs> and 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 find people that are like us because I think we realized that we have um something that is very special not only in our relationships but um in our story how we met in new york and how just the latin culture and chinese i don't know many couples that are doing that way and 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 it was it was you know i, I think like you said people asking us about our story also i mean people have literally walked up to me and said you know, I don't know anybody. Is she a wife at first? Was it a girlfriend? And I was like, yeah. She's like, wow. I've never <laughs> seen that happen. <laughs> and I, I, along the way, we figured that out. And we started our Facebook page and kind of we started first focusing on YouTube. But then I think the difficulty, and this is just me, well, the, I guess it's uh, an advantage, disadvantage. It's two different platforms. YouTube. People are looking for you, and on Facebook, I think you have the ability to look so for people. Uh, so, you know, I think ultimately we're going to work both platforms. Um, so, right now we're focusing on increasing our audience uh, on Facebook, and we're going to try to slowly transition into into more YouTube. But uh, regarding your question, marketing and all that, I had a lot of experience. Um, with that and web development <laughs> but this is kind of like self-taught like I, I didn't really pay anyone to teach me i kind of learned on the fly on my own 
Uh, and eventually, I, look, I probably look for, for you know, increased uh, knowledge, of course, because I'm always trying to learn more. But uh, at first, I think we, we really try to do everything on our own, and, and especially with the limited budget and trying to figure out which way we're going to go. Um, that's, uh, I think once we have a much more established page, uh, we'll probably... Uh, we'll expand our, um, yeah. Reach. Yeah. We'll reach out more people and having more like multi-different kind of marketing. Yeah, definitely what you're saying is so accurate because on YouTube, people are finding you. On Facebook, you're finding them. Uh, but at the end of the day, there are going to be different type of people finding you on all these platforms, right? So uh, it's so hard nowadays with all of these platforms to be on all of them. Uh, Facebook and Twitter and Instagram and Google Plus and LinkedIn and Pinterest. And the list goes on and on. And it's so difficult in terms of the busyness and scheduling to be active and engaged on all of them. So you pretty much have to pick. And I think you guys are quite wise and strategic in that. Picking Facebook, picking YouTube, and really, um, you know, building up those audiences there. And then when you when you kind of grow those, you'll see that people will start following you everywhere else as well. So build up those strong platforms, and then people are like, okay, these guys are on all the other platforms. Let's follow them there. Let's follow them there everywhere. So you guys are definitely on the right track. So in closing here, Marlon and Tina, I would love for you guys to give some solid practical tips to our audience. Our audience is quite diverse. We have single people, couples, families, uh, but especially to the couples who are watching, uh, what advice would you give them if they are in an intercultural relationship? What are your top tips and advice and recommendations, uh, suggestions for them? You go, go first. You go first. All right, so um, I think for, for me, um, for any, any, any interest, whether you have to be uh, genuine about the person itself, not necessarily, not necessarily Chinese or Hispanic. It's a genuine interest about the person you're dating. Uh, and you have to be, and if you do happen to be in a multicultural relationship, or you have the opportunity to be in one, you have to be really open-minded uh, and be open to the food, be open to the cultures, and be open to learn the other person's culture. There's a lot of the things that I think Tina does and, and are basically related to the culture and how the culture functions and, and that's a good thing to learn because if, if you don't learn about the culture and how they how tina in itself and i'm not saying as a blanket statement that everybody within the culture is the same but there are some similarities i mean we we you know there's this set of underlying patterns behind the culture so if you don't learn those things i think it makes it very difficult to communicate very difficult to develop the relationship um, and most importantly, just learn to communicate. Uh, it's, you know, a lot of people want this fancy advice on, on, on success, on, on, on relationships. And they think that the, the solution is something very complex. And we always say communication is, is number one. And yet we fail to communicate. Um, and, and I think another thing is like have as a couple, and one thing we learned is that to have some sort of conflict resolution thing, call it method, whatever it is, um, because things can get out of hand very quickly over something extremely ridiculous when you when you think back. And ultimately, um, as a new as a new husband, I can say I think my, as, as I say said said before, giving starts the process of receiving. So I think 
it's it's a it's a matter of trying to become the best you can be on what you're doing. And for me, my job right now is to become one of my different roles in life is to become the best husband that I can be. And I think when you treat it that way, is you think it makes you think, what do I have to become to be the best, whatever you consider the best husband you can be? If you if you have a particular thing you want to do, what, what do I have to become? What do I need to learn to be that person? Uh, the same thing, one day we'll have kids and I'm going to be say, asking myself the same question. Well, I want to be this kind of a father. What do I have to become? And what do I have to learn to be that person? Um, and, and I think that's, that's, uh, that, that's it for me. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so for, for me, uh, my top tip is be open-minded. As I mentioned, I also like you mentioned just now, that um, once you get into the relationship or a marriage with a multicultural family, you wanted to be open-minded and then you wanted to love the cultural from your partner. Be acceptable and you be passionate about it. Like whether it's food and their cultural, their languages, their background, you wanted to learn and then you really love it. And then you will see it, it will be much easier because when you start to love everything from your partner, then you will see, um, you will see the differences. Yeah, and and the relationship will yeah. be much better. Yeah. Sorry. Yeah. Actually, now you mentioned that, and I think going to the other person's, cultural gatherings or countries um, helps a ton. I think, and you said it to me, when we went to El Salvador, you said you become something different. You're in kind of like a different person. Uh, and it makes sense. I mean, you're I'm with the people that I grew up with. Right. Um, and I'm sure it's going to be the same thing when we go to China. But that, that all goes back to being open-minded right. and, and being passionate about learning about the other person as a whole. Um, and not thinking that one culture is more dominant than the other. I think that's another thing that we share equal space within the relationship. Uh, and we're both just curious about each other's backgrounds, really. Yeah. And so like you and your wife, like you live in Canada and you move back to uh, Philippines. So like different people, different time, you have different position. You, you will learn more about each other and then you'll accept more. And you have to become very flexible, um, I think. Because uh, not every, everything, obviously, even our vacations and our getaways, uh, will be different because uh, again, sometimes maybe we'll go to China, we'll meet your family, or exactly. things like that. Um, and most importantly, I mean, and this is specifically for Chinese. I'm gonna say that you have to be very open about the food. Yeah. <laughs> uh, I think that's one of the things that a lot of Chinese they're very um, stick on Chinese food and they will eat Chinese food all the time like every day but for me this one is like I would love to try different food because I'm like I have so much passion on food so I love different kind of food so like this one it comes to us is easier right I know but yeah. imagine you go to your mom's and your mom's uh, gives you some homemade <laughs> Chinese food and then you make your faces <laughs> I don't think that's gonna fly well <laughs> okay that comes to another <laughs> Have to well, that's what I mean. You have to be open-minded yeah. and be willing to try. I mean, I think if you if you you get into an intercultural relationship, you're already kind of inclined to be that kind of a person to be very open-minded and flexible. Yeah. 
But that's that's I think the biggest advice yeah. open communication and, and rather than questioning the culture or the other person, it's not questioning, but I try to understand from their their point of view. And then I think that makes things a lot easier. To change the position and then like standing the other person's shoes to think this this situation and the problem or you will you will have better solution about everything. That is some amazing advice. I hope everyone who's listening and watching this interview is taking diligent notes there because that is such good advice. Um, in any relationship, what you guys are saying is so accurate in terms of get to know that person, not the culture, not the gender, not kind of the external things, get to know that person. And be open-minded. You need to have that, especially if you guys are from different cultures and uh, you know learning about each other's cultures and food and language and uh, upbringings. Uh, so really solid advice there. And at the end of the day, communication is key with any relationship, whether it's a work relationship, whether it's uh, you know a spousal relationship, uh, parent and child relationship. So even if you look at politics, most of the political problems in the world will be solved by simple communication. So communication yeah. is definitely key with any and all relationships. So. I know that you guys have a lot more resources um, on your um, website and Facebook and YouTube and more. Uh, how can people, uh, you know, uh, grab a hold of those resources? Uh, what's your website, social media, and more? Yeah, so our uh, main page is on Facebook, so it's our Geta family. So you can just search on the Geta family, same as YouTube. So we post a longer video on the YouTube, and then we do daily show on Facebook. And um, when it comes to Instagram, uh, we have our separate uh, Instagram. Yeah, we've got to kind of work that yeah, out to see if we want to do a join. Because uh, we, we, we have different followings on our Instagram pages. Mine is the big glove trotter. And yours is, is it's Tina, Tina Wu. Yeah, <laughs> and, so, yeah. yeah it's facebook.com slash family and our website is thearegetthefamily.com. Um, our YouTube is actually Marlon and Tina. Yes. Um, and I think the Get the Family was taken. I think that's what happened. Yes, I think. And, and then, uh, yeah, so the uh, our website, we post a lot of like good advice and the article and the blog in our website. So and like tips and tricks and also video and stuff in over there. So we would love to everybody to go and visit and, visit and check it out. Awesome. And I'm going to make it easy for everyone who's watching on YouTube and listening on iTunes. I'll actually have those links below. Um, so I'll have the links to uh, Marlon and Tina's website, also their YouTube channel and the Facebook and the Instagram. So you can actually click right through. If you're watching on YouTube, it'll be right in the YouTube description. If you're listening on iTunes, it'll be right in the show notes. So guys, uh, it was such a pleasure and honor to have you guys on the show. You guys are such an amazing couple. I can see uh, in interviewing you, there's such a love and such a respect uh, for each other. So thank you so much uh, for thank coming you. on the show. Thank you thank for you having Thank you for the opportunity. Thank you very much. <laughs> thank you so much. You guys are welcome. And as they say in Chinese and Mandarin, xie xie, and as they say in Spanish, <laughs> which is gracias, adios, hasta luego, chao. Adios. Bye-bye. Bye. Thanks, everyone, for tuning into this episode. And, uh, you know, uh, make sure you follow along with Marlon and Tina on their amazing adventure. Make sure you follow us as well at uh, daddyblogger.com and digitalnomadmastery.com. We'll catch up with you guys in the next episode.